the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Microphone's kind of limp. Use some Viagra for it. It's kind of dipping and it's making me slouch over. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. I am Rob Black. My background is in money and my background is in making money. My hope is that I can teach you some of the things that I've learned along the way and stop you from making mistakes. I'm worried about our economy. I'm worried that we're setting up to be another Japan. Everything that happened in the United States in the last 10 years happened to Japan in the 80s. And they still haven't come out of their funk. I would say right now that things are a lot worse in the United States, economically speaking, than, say, 20, 30 years ago. We're not saving as much. Our budget looks awful. Our deficit looks awful. So my job is to show you how do we guide through this. And hopefully I'm on this radio station for the 10, 20, 30 years. I'm not sure. I think there'll be a smarter, faster, funnier Rob Black out there somewhere. Don't have a contract past December yet. So I think in December we're going to do a contest called Win Rob Black's Job. <laughs> I think that's a funny idea, right? So if you're funny and you know about money, um, I'll, I'll bring you in and groom you to replace me. In large part, I don't want to do this forever. I'd like to, but I don't think it's going to happen. There's always going to be someone smarter, funnier, faster, always going to be there. Anyway, let's talk about what we're seeing out in the world of money today. Because, again, that's what I do well. And you can challenge me and you could say, Rob, I totally disagree. Or you can call in and totally love on me if you want. I'm easy. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I think my favorite call so far since being on Clear Channel, 910 AM, more stimulating talk. I think my favorite call was the old lady from San Jose who called and yelled at me. She was funny. And then she hangs up before I had a chance to, to reply to her. I wish you'd call more often. Anyway, um, trading pattern in the stock market, it has kind of a chain letter feel to it. One trader passing a long word to another that the market should gyrate in the first half hour, doing very little for the next five hours. And then the rally in the last hour, trader then passes that word to another trader who passes it to another trader and so on and so on. And if that chain's not broken, the pattern doesn't fail. And that's kind of what we're seeing on Wall Street on a pretty regular basis. It's, it's almost mind-numbing how uh, we're seeing this play out. Now, today's big stories on Wall Street are sellers are stepping back. They're stepping back in. They're not pulling away. They're stepping back into the market after making their presence felt late yesterday in the, the session on Wall Street. Earnings remain in focus. We're still in earnings season. Earnings season lasts two to three weeks. It's a good time. I love earnings season. U.S. dollar firms up after hitting yearly lows in the previous session. Weekly initial jobless claims climb a bit more than expected. Today, we're seeing 
strengthen banks and electronics and wireless companies and insurers and health insurers and apparel and restaurants and department stores and REITs and telecoms. So we're seeing some strength. I'm back to you know, some more commentary on this. Yesterday, the market fell apart. It went in the toilet. I still think in, in East Coast times, this is so bad. I've been here eight plus years now, and I still think in East Coast time. Uh, yesterday, the market at three o'clock, no, 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 market at noon, if you're using West Coast time, in the last hour, it just fell apart. There was a downgrade late in the afternoon on Wells Fargo to sell. It was by a guy named Dick Beauvais, and he basically said the earnings that came out of Wells Fargo, Rob Black was impressed that they were record earnings, but the quality wasn't good. So when that story broke, kind of makes the market feel like it's operating on borrowed time because the market went down fast. So we've had a great run. I'd love a correction. I wanted a correction in September. didn't happen. Wanted a correction in October. So far, it hasn't happened. I like corrections. I don't like being at all-time high, not all-time highs, but I don't like being at yearly highs all the time. It doesn't give me an opportunity. It doesn't give me a window to sneak in. Now, trying to climb a wall of worry on Wall Street, oil's at 81 bucks a barrel. That's not good. That's expensive. We want it in the $60 range. Digesting word of government-mandated pay cuts, that's not good. Wall Street needs to have incentive to create opportunity for the world. That's what Wall Street is. It's a funding source for the world. It's a funding source for Apple. It's a funding source for mortgages. It's a funding source for the world. So your mortgage goes down if Wall Street goes down. Your home goes down. Because someone's going to have to buy it from you. It's a house of cards. We always want someone else to buy it from us. And if there's no funding, it's bad. So I don't really like the fact that President Barack Obama is getting in the executives' wallets. You know, if you want to lend them money... Tell them what the strings are in front. Don't tell them after the fact. I think that's unfair. So when a market rallies 65% in seven months, and I've been on this radio show seven months, that's pretty crazy, right? And it's had a good month every month I've been here. Maybe that's incentive to keep me around after Christmas. A 10% correction is not a big move after up 65%. And we haven't seen a 10% correction yet in this recovery rally. We will. I'm not going to say chicken little analysis. You know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Dick Bovee was wrong. The fact that Wells Fargo is operating at a profit is impressive. They're lending. There's some activity going. Some of the latest standouts in earnings, Diamond Offshore. What does Diamond Offshore do? They drill for oil. They drill for oil offshore. I know you're saying, whoa. And they got the diamond tip drills to crack open the earth. They beat their earnings expectations by 32 cents. That's an oil exploration company, right? McDonald's, they sell McNuggets and Big Macs and French fries. They beat their earnings by four cents. What are they? Consumer food? And Merck, they beat their earnings by eight cents. And what does Merck do? They, they make drugs. Travelers, what do they do? Insurance, they beat by 30 cents. Kimberly Clark, what do they do? They make toilet paper to wipe our butts. They beat by 27 cents. You know what I had a big problem with as a kid? Imagine celebrities and presidents on the toilet. I just couldn't do it. My mind couldn't reach around Tom Cruise on the toilet. My mind can't reach around. I, I can't even imagine Barack Obama dropping a deuce. Can't see it. Can't imagine it. It's not in my head. Anyway, at but we all use Kimberly Clark toilet paper. at and they beat by four cents. What do they do? Phones. 
McDonald's, Amgen, Diamond Offshore, Travelers, Kimmler Clark, 3M, they beat by 20 cents. There's a pretty good economy out there. Not a good economy. No, no, no. There's an operating economy. The only part of our economy that's not doing good right now are jobs. And that's the last thing to come out of a recession. It's called a jobless recovery. Now, some of my friends on Facebook I've seen recently got jobs. Congratulations. Jobless recovery is starting to let up just a skosh. Leading economic indicators came out for September, and it's saying, hey, people are getting building permits. People are doing what they're supposed to be doing, and our economy should be doing well down the road. I think the next nine months are a golden opportunity. After that, I think there's going to be some hell to pay. In large part, the last nine months, the last 12 months, earnings have been crap. This is the first decent quarter of earnings, and it's still crap. So the next nine months, I'll even go as far as maybe 12 months, it's a low hurdle. Like we went from a hurdle of four feet tall, and those hurdles are hard, t- tough to jump over. And our economy couldn't do it. And then we go into a recession, and we lowered the hurdle bar down to an inch. That's pretty easy. Now we're at a foot. That's pretty easy. So we're not going to get the high expectations from the economy until we get high employment. So we have lower expectations, and that's easy for Wall Street to work with. China today, we learned that their economy grew 8.9% in the third quarter. Ours is an anemic less than 1%. And we got the government spending the money to do that. Is China the next United States? Is the United States next Japan? Good question. China has talked about fighting inflation. And when you fight inflation, you take money away. Instead of being liberal and giving it away, like our country is doing right now, we don't have inflation. We don't have an economy that's inflating. We had an economy that was deflating. China's talking about taking away money. Try to keep prices lower or lower prices. Stop them from inflating out of control. Last thing that I see out there today is continuing claims. They dipped to 5.92 million. Up from or down from 6.02 million in the week that ended October 10th. Now, the initial claims of unemployment, claims for the week ending October 17th, jumped 11,000 to 531,000. Any number over 400,000 is awful. The change is negligible when you say 11,000. That's negligible. In the real world, it's a telling reminder that the labor market is extremely weak 22 months into the official recession. Continuing claims dipped 5.92 million down from 6.02 million. Now, with the initial claims being what they are, I'm forced to cite the familiar verse that the dip in continuing claims probably has more to do with unemployed workers losing jobless benefits than it does with them finding new jobs. Uh oh, Heidi's walking in the studio. Every time someone walks in the studio, I think they're A, going to shoot me or B, going to fire me. Let's go to Bob. Bob in San Jose. How are you, Bob? I'm doing well. Is it, is it irrational that I fear every time someone comes in the studio, they're going to shoot me or fire me? Uh, pretty, no. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Hey, I have a question for you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm leaving my current job, and I have a Fidelity 401k, um, about 33000 as it stands today. Uh, the job that I'm leaving to does not offer a 401k, uh, and I was recommended to put it into an IRA okay. or a Roth account. Okay. Um, any recommendations there, and I'll take it offline. So let me recap this. You're leaving a job with a 401k. You're going to a new job that doesn't have a 401k, correct? Correct. Okay. And you've been told to put it into an IRA or a Roth IRA with Fidelity. How much money is it? Bob, thirty-two thousand, roughly. 
Do you have the money to pay the taxes that you would have to pay if you were to convert it to a Roth IRA? No. Okay. So if you don't have extra free cash flow, then you're going to want to go with an IRA um, because you would create a taxable event for yourself. What I would do, and thanks, you can hang up and listen if you want. Um, This is common. We are a nation of people under the age of 40 where we change jobs a lot. A couple years ago, I worked for CBS. Now I work for Clear Channel. I had the CBS 401k. I'd have a Clear Channel 401k now. We change jobs, right? So it's very, very, very common. A couple years before that, I worked for CNET. That's neither here nor there. Um, When you change jobs, you should call Fidelity, 800-Fidelity, and you did get good advice that you should roll it over into an IRA, and you can call 800-Fidelity and say, Hi, I'm Bob from San Jose, and I'm leaving a job, and I need to do a 401k rollover. Now, your company might cut you a check, and you've got 30 days to get that check into the Fidelity 401k rollover. They may just... Totally roll it over for you to Fidelity. I don't think that's going to happen. They're likely going to cut you a check, and you need to transfer and fund that IRA immediately. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. I would try to go to a website, two websites. One's called financialengines.com, financialengines.com. I would also tell Fidelity, give me a lot of information. I'm kind of ignorant. I'm ignorant, and uh, I need some financial education from you guys, and they'll help you. They'll say, how old are you, and how long do you want to work, and how much do you make, and what's your goal? And they'll say, okay, you should be, according to us, in this fund. Now, if you've got an outlook that the economy is bad, maybe you be a little bit more conservative. If you've got an outlook the economy is good, maybe you be a little bit more aggressive. If you think, hey, I'm freaking fragging young. I wish I could have invested in a house 30 years ago. I wish I could have invested in the stock market 30 years ago. Well, that's what you are. If you're 30 years old, you've got 30 years to let this come to fruition. If you live in the now, you make a huge mistake. If you look at your time frame, you're going to do good, Bob. And you got a huge time frame. So I'd call Fidelity. I'd get that. At, oh, at the website that I would also work with. Financialengines.com, financialengines.com, and Morningstar.com. And you kind of want to start getting a, a lot of your data punched into a portfolio analyzer. And make sure that when you choose funds, you can punch them into Morningstar.com and Financial Engines. It'll tell you, you got too much, wah, wah, you know, maybe internationally. You got too much large cap or you got too much Intel. And there's some great tools out there, and most of them are free for two weeks, but then they get very expensive after that. Where do I go with this? I think I've said enough. Um, portfolio I try to set up would be a diversified one. I would try to look at the last 10 years, and if you see 8, 9, 10% returns in the last 10 years, that's golden. If you see 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% returns, nah, you don't want it. Too much risk. You want slow and steady. You want to be the tortoise. You don't want to be the hare. You want 6%, 6%, 7%, 6%, 8%, 6%, 7%, 10%. 10%. You don't want something that's like up 30 one year, down 20 the next, up 50 the next year, down 15 the next. Too much volatility. And that'll make crazy. I'll make this spouse crazy. That'll make you crazy. Everyone will be crazy. I'm going to keep talking. You can't play music on top of me. I'm going on for another 15 minutes. <laughs> story my nephew six-year-old kid last thanksgiving i used this song and i replaced the word girls with he'd say turkey and he'd say gobble 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 it was pretty cute cute story sometimes we people in radio we know how to use software for editing and it's just fun and you're saying rob you got a big heart don't you <laughs> yeah i do i actually have a soft spot um i love hockey hockey tonight sharks against the tampa bay lightning Tomorrow I'm going to talk to Dan Rusnowski.
at 11.15. And I'm going to recap the game. And uh, I don't like hockey in Tampa. I don't like hockey in Florida. To me, it just seems wrong. I don't like hockey in the desert in Phoenix. It doesn't make sense. Then again, San Jose doesn't make a lot of sense. And our community thrives and, and loves the sport. So if you've never been to a live game, try to get to one. If the company's giving you freebie tickets, take them. It's the most exciting team sport in the world. Maybe second to soccer, but I don't think so. So, I mean, I'm, moments in my life I remember distinctly were hockey moments. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I've got a couple free movie tickets to see Amelia tonight. If you live near Oakland, the Grand Avenue, 3200 Grand Lake Theater, I got some free movie tickets. You have to come by the station today, pick them up. Call, talk to a real woman right now, Heidi, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Films rated PG for some sensuality, language, thematic elements, and smoking. Since when is smoking part of a rating? That's odd, isn't it? I don't know. Just something odd about that. 800-345-5639 calls on the air. Interesting. You know the loan modifications? The company is like, are you upside down in your home? Well, call AB Lending right now. Well, I'm not going to say AB Lending because that's a real company. Uh, if you're upside down in your home, well, call XYZ Lending right now. And you've heard the commercials, and they're annoying as all hell. Well, financial counselors with the Neighborhood Assistance Corporations, California now has a new law. On the books that bans collection of advance fees from firms that provide loan modification services to people struggling to avoid foreclosure. That's good. A lot of companies that got you into these crap loans, they're the same companies that are getting you into loan modifications that may or may not work, but your, your check will clear. Other real estate-related bills signed into law this month include Governor Schwarzenegger's aimed crackdown on abusive lending practices by mortgage brokers. Provide more safeguards for seniors taking out reverse mortgages and requires lenders to provide a summary translation of loan papers to non-English speakers. That's good. It's one thing that I'm not. It's one thing that I'm I'm not. I can't speak another foreign language. I can speak French, but not a lot of high demand French when you live in California. So I wish I had learned Chinese or something along those lines. Um anyway, so Loan paper translations to non-English speakers, I think that's great. Because like I said, the one thing that I'm not is I'm not a woman, and I'm not foreign-born. I'm very, very plain, boring, white dude from America. So is it good to be a white dude from America? I think it is. But at the same time, I don't understand others sometimes. I don't understand women. I don't understand uh, non-speaking English people. Um, so it's tough. It's it's a different bit. Business is certainly interface differently with different cultures and different people. So just know that. So Senate Bill 94, it made it illegal for anyone to collect advance fees from consumers seeking a loan modification. The legislation closed a loophole that previously allowed state-licensed real estate brokers and attorneys to collect advance payments for loan modification services, provided a client signed off on forms approved by the Department of Real Estate. SB 94 was written by State Senator Ronald Calderon, who is a Democrat out of Montebello, he said, quote, over the past two years, unscrupulous attorneys and real estate brokers have abused their trusted roles and exploited desperate homeowners seeking to avoid foreclosure. The loophole that allowed this abusive practice has now been closed. So says State Attorney General Jerry Brown. 
Now, advance payments previously collected before October 11 are not impacted by the law, but no additional fees can be collected going forward. I think it's good. About 1,000 real estate brokers had previously submitted the required paperwork to collect advance payments before the law became effective. More than 1,300 consumers have contacted the department with complaints about foreclosure rescue firms, most of which involved advanced fees and getting the loan modification assistant. Was it promised? Did it get delivered? Maybe, maybe not. So SB 94 only allows fees to be collected after the promised services are provided. Consumers must also be told that similar services are available from nonprofit housing counseling agencies approved by the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development. So that's a situation where our government does something good to protect the consumer. Because when you're desperate and you're panicked and you're going into foreclosure, you'll do anything to save your house. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. If you don't call, I'm going to talk credit scores. How's that for putting a gun to your head? Take a break. It's the Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m., 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I never loved nobody fully. Always one foot on the ground. And my protection This is Regina Spector, who's going to be in town... Not this Friday, but the following Friday. I'm actually going to go to the show. She's one of my favorite artists. She's a freaky looking woman. She's got these big old bug eyes and huge lips. And But I dig her. I find that attractive. So everyone disagrees with me. They think she's horsey face or something like that. But I dig her music. I kind of wish that she'd get away from the piano because I think her voice is fantastic. And I think the piano limits her public appeal at some point in time. But that's a song called Fidelity. And it's by Regina Spector and... I think she's one of the better new artists out there. And she has not really all that new. She grew up a a Russian Jew in New York. And again, you know, yesterday I talked about the the Emily woman who plays the violin and Regina who plays uh, uh, a piano. I'm just bored with music. So every now and then I, I like to... To find something new that sounds different, if nothing else. So, Regina Spector. Anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. There was an interesting speech by Dr. Eric Schmidt, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer of Google. And every time I say Google, I want to say, great Google and Moogleda. Don't know why. It's just the two go together. Now, Google CEO says vast web changes are coming. A web where Chinese is the dominant language. Really? And connections are so fast that distinctions between audio, video, and text are blurred is five years away. He thinks Chinese internet is going to be bigger than American or English internet. I speak American. (laughs) So Dr. Eric Schmidt, he's the chief head honcho at Google. Great Google and Google. He spoke to about 5,000 chief information officers and information technology executives in Orlando for a technology conference. He says all these distinctions will go away. We're not trying to design the future. We're trying to invent it along the way. This is about inventing the future. So we score ourselves based on whether our customers like it. He said teens today consume information much differently on the web, and they're able to juggle various forms of information seamlessly. Streams of information are going to increase as connections grow faster. And if the web surfers feel as though they're drowning in information, it's because a fundamental shift is occurring to user-generated content. The success of sites as Facebook and Twitter are examples of the shift. He says, you will tend to listen to other people. That's pretty intimidating. He said, the problem, of course, is how to organize all this information. It's the fundamental problem facing Google. 
Company offering many products, but built on a web search engine that trolls for information, gathers it, ranks it for users. Schmidt asked rhetorically how, for instance, Google might be able to rank a user's individual tweets. Schmidt spoke at the Gartner Symposium at the Walt Disney World Dolphin and Swan Hotel. It's a four-day conference that ends on Thursday, which would be today. Sweet. We're fourth-fifths through the week. We're 80% there to the weekend. But anyway, I when Google talks, I listen. There's some people that when they talk, I listen. Steve Ballmer out of Microsoft, he's a lot of hot air. Bill Gates, I listen. There's certain people that you really start to key in. You know, there was nothing totally mind-blowing there. But he did talk about, we're going to be a different nation. You're going to listen to other people. And Chinese websites and Chinese content is going to be bigger than English content. At Google and Microsoft, they're cranking up a rivalry. You can't really talk about Google without talking about Microsoft, and you can't really talk about Google without talking about Apple. Now, they're both trying to succeed. All three of them are trying to succeed. Wall Street Journal did a report this morning talking about Google and how it's going to soon let consumers buy and listen to music from its search page. The Internet giant's latest volley in the escalating war with Microsoft to influence web users' search habits. Google plans to package songs from online music providers at the top of its search page, Listeners will be able to stream a song or eventually buy a song and tracks from, you know, services that include Apple's iTunes and Amazon. Or you can buy it directly through a website like I Like. The move comes as Google's facing its biggest, biggest, baddest competition in years from Microsoft. The launch of Bing. Bing's a good search engine. I like Bing's search results better than I like Google search results. I hate the name Bing. B-I-N-G dot com. Hate it. Hate it. Microsoft has launched Bing search engine in June and struck a partnership with Yahoo. Also trumpeted deals with Facebook and Twitter that will let Bing better search public updates that people post to these services in an effort to get an edge over Google searching in real time. I named Yusuf Mehdi. Who is Yusuf Mehdi? He's a senior executive at Microsoft's online division. And he basically said that in an interview that the deal with two popular services part of Microsoft's strategy of differentiating themselves through the competitors by offering partnerships and deeper offerings. Google fired back, announced it reached a similar deal with Twitter, and by demonstrating a new tool for searching social networks. It's ultimately all about comprehensiveness. Google search products, uh, they've got traction. It's interesting to watch, though, Google, Microsoft, Apple, and how they are competing with each other. Google's got an Android phone coming out on Motorola that Android's the operating system. They're saying it's 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 good. Motorola's had crap. It's crap for a good six, seven, eight years now. They haven't had anything since the Razor. It's been a long, long time. Anyway, so that's my Google, Microsoft ramble for the day. I think I could add a little bit more and tell you that Apple's share of the operating system world, it's doubled since Vista came out, and today Microsoft's launched Windows 7. Apple's rise has been fueled by better machines and software, growing fondness of iPod and iPhone-loving consumers for all things Apple products. Little operating system that wasn't even its own. Now, the January 2007 launch of Vista for Boone was a boon for Apple. A lot of people think that this whole 2007, I'm sorry, 2009 launch of 7, Windows 7, and what happened to 4, 5, 6, and 7? We had Windows 1, 2, 3, and then we went to Windows 95, and then we went to Windows XP, and then we went to Windows Vista. What happened to 4, 5, and 6? I want it back. Microsoft is now hoping to erase the bad taste of Vista. 
um, by launching this. But a lot of people think that it could actually backfire because people say, I need a new computer. I'm going to go get this. Uh, I'm going to go get Windows 7. No, look at that. There's a shiny new Apple right next to it. So it's questionable. You know, a capable operating system from Microsoft, it's good. Will it be enough to derail Apple? I don't think so. I think the industry stands to gain both of them because essentially we'll have two new operating systems pushing new innovations. Competition's going to get a little bit more fierce, though, for Mac and the Apple. Get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Did you know that your credit score varies? And if you have a credit score of 700, you may think that's good. Eh, that's B credit if you go with a FICO score. If you go with 700 on Vantage score, that's D credit. If you use the plus score, 700 is B credit. If you use trans risk, it's C credit. If you use credit expert score, it's, it's C credit. So you may think you've got a better score than you actually do. How can you get your credit score? Keep in mind, a good credit score gets you a cheap mortgage. I think that's the most powerful thing about a credit score. Cheap mortgage, maybe cheaper rate on a new car, maybe a job. That's right. Bosses now look at your credit score. They want to make sure that, you know, you didn't default on $25,000 of credit card debt. If it's between you, who have got $25,000 credit card debt that you never paid back, and Subject B, who's got great credit, Subject B is going to get the job. More often than not, unless you're hot. Depends on if you're a guy, girl. Depends on the boss's guy, girl. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to get out of that and pretend that never happened. Okay, um, Equifax, cheapest way to get a genuine FICO score. You can go to annualcreditreport.com. You can pay $7.95 for a FICO score. So annualcreditreport.com with Equifax. You can also get a FICO score with your Equifax report for $15.95 at Equifax.com. Now, you got to understand that the different scores mean different things. So A credit is generally over 800. Now, some people see A credit FICO score is 750 to 850. You know, plus score 740 to 830. So it's not as easy to figure out as you might think. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Now burning through content. China's growth averaging 8.9%. Lavish government spending. And bank lending helped China's growth rate accelerate to 8.9%. You can make a lot of money investing in that country. That's some stunning growth. Again, I prefer India over China. I prefer Asia over the United States. China announced Thursday that industrial production and investment spending are growing at a faster pace. Seemingly good news unsettled local stock investors. Fears that Beijing may need to rein in the stimulus policies to avoid asset bubbles and inflation. They're having a bubble there. There's no doubt about it. Chinese producers and consumers are offsetting sluggish home markets. Corporations from Coke to Caterpillar are seeing their strongest sales in Asia, particularly China. World's third largest economy began to falter in late 2008 as exports plunged and thousands of factories shut down, throwing millions out of jobs. China fought back with a massive stimulus, $586 billion, almost as much as the United States. Keep in mind, they're a smaller country as far as economics go. So growth fell to 6.1% in the first quarter, it mounted 7.9% in the second quarter, it hit 8.9% in the third quarter. China's roaring. That tiger is awake. That tiger is roaring. So we're going to see strong growth from China for the next six months, maybe in a year. Problem is, what happens after that? What's going to be the growth driver? The United States, Europe, and Japan, we're sluggishly emerging slowly from the 
worst global recession since Deb Deb 2. How did I work in Deb Deb 2? I'm pretty cool. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. By the way, Moe and Sari and Robert Kiyosaki, I fear that they make me sterile. So I don't listen to them. 800-345-5639. Who else makes you sterile? That, that, that commercial, that 877 Cars for Kids. When that turns on, you have to turn off your radio because you'll lose sperm count. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Shoe. 19 a.m. More stimulated talk. It's Rob Black, John Rob Black. I'm just looking at my Facebook page. Don't ask me, my friend, but join my group. I hate Rob Black. I hate Rob Black. Rob Black doesn't have friends. Um, so go to the group. I hate Rob Black, and you can post some questions and thoughts there. Um, someone, Chad says, please come to the city for your beer night. You always have seminars in the East Bay and the peninsula. Show the city some love. How about Grumpy's on Vallejo? Great little quiet spot for $4 beers. I love Grumpy's. Um, it's the most miserable bar in the world. It's cold. It's damp. The seats are, are uncomfortable, but a lot of happy people show up there. And it's kind of in that media gulch of, uh, the, the city. So yeah, I'll do a, a beer night at Grumpy's in November and I'll tell everyone about it when it comes around. Again, that's not sponsored in any way, shape, or form by Clear Channel. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, Greg sends a, a post on the I Hate Rob Black page. says, did anyone catch the book title that Rob talked about, the trilogy he mentioned the other day? It's my favorite book series. It's the, the Depth Third Trilogy by Robertson Davies. And he's Canada's gift to writing. And his writing is painfully slow. Painfully slow. But it's unsettlingly beautiful. 800-345-5699. Hey, Heidi, how are you? You like working with me? So life's good. I don't know if that got on microphone. She said, I love you. So, Mike in Santa Rosa. Mike, how are you? Hey, how you doing, Rob? Doing well. Good. Hey, I just needed to applaud you on that uh, Cars for Kids song. Yeah. That is just heinous. And, you know, if I'm losing sperm count listening to that, that's that's just trouble. But uh, me and my wife mute the radio whenever we hear that. So It's pretty annoying. <laughs> I don't know how it gets on the air. They, they spell c- cars and kids incorrectly, and I think yeah, are it's they it's trying to like demean kids' education by spelling cars with a K. I don't get I, it. I don't, I don't. I don't know. And hey, uh, um, movie tickets are cool, but shark t- sharks tickets are better. <laughs> if I get shark tickets, they're not going to you. Me and Heidi are going to the game. All right, all right. Then I'll see you there. So I got to throw Jen under the bus. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred three four five. Five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. If you want to call in and sing the Car for Kids song, I'll find some sort of prize to give you. <laughs> Who doesn't like a prize? Humiliate yourself, embarrass your family, and I'll, I'll give you a chotsky. I'll give you something that costs under two bucks. Okay, I got two stories left, and then I'm going to fall over dead from exhaustion. I know it's another perfect show. News Corp shareholder meeting last week. Rupert Murdoch, love him, hate him, don't know. Sent a tremor at this big conference through the TV world. He announced that the Fox network no longer going to be doing business as usual. Fox is going to demand payment from cable, from telco and satellite companies that carry his network. We're talking about Fox. We're talking about Fringe. We're talking about those shows aren't going to be freebies. 
Going forward, he says, we're going to be seeking retransmission dollars from our distributors. We realize this is going to be a tough challenge, but we're determined to take a leadership position and create an economic template for the future. The announcement seems to herald a radical change in the relationship between broadcasters and TV providers. You know where the first radical change came from in television was in 2000 when Cron, Young Broadcasting, lost NBC. We wanted them to pay us to cover it. I work for Cron, Young Broadcasting. We wanted them to pay us for broadcasting their, their NBC shows. And they said, you know what, San Jose, they'll do it and they'll pay us. Uh-oh. And since then, our ratings have gone down. We've been more focused on news than, than uh, you know, other content, which is okay. I'm totally fine with it. But that's when the TV model started getting broken. Now, this announcement is pretty radical coming out of Rupert Murdoch. Up until a few years ago, cable and satellite companies carried the broadcast networks basically for free. Some broadcasters, local affiliates charged small fees that didn't have much of an effect on cable companies' earnings. Now, for the most part, big media companies like Viacom, Disney, and News Corp, Viacom, CBS, Disney, ABC, News Corp, Fox, they used the power of their broadcast networks to force providers to carry new cable stations. Like Disney said, we'll give you ABC for free, but you're going to carry ESPN and ESPN2 or FX. And they charged more per subscriber for popular channels like USA and ESPN. So it's interesting. Things started to change a few years ago when CBS split from Viacom. Leslie Moonves, who I think is incompetent, um, announced that he intended to charge retransmission fees for CBS. Quote, and by the way, if CBS and Leslie Moonves ever want to give me a TV show, I think he's the best thing since sliced bread. Um, I love him. He's very, very good. So we're going to get paid for our content by cable providers, so says Moonves. Try running a cable network without the Super Bowl, without the Grammys, without CSI, without the Final Four, without Survivor, without David Letterman. You're right. Most of the shows that we want to watch are expensive to develop for CBS. And the advertising ain't covering it anymore. It's doing okay, but it ain't covering it. It's a bigger nut, so to speak. Moonves took action on his threats, and as deals with cable companies expired and new telco deals were made, he asked for cash. CBS now regularly demands money for providers to carry the feeds from the company's 30-owned and operated local television stations. Again, the local television stations used to you know, be paid not anymore. This includes stations that carry the CW, which is that bastardization between the WB and uh, uh, I don't even know anymore. So I'm just losing my mind. It's, I've been too gone, going too long now without a break. Smaller affiliates ask for 20 cents per subscriber, but CBS reportedly asked for as much as 50 cents. I don't know. I just I, To me, I found that story to be kind of interesting. Nielsen ratings are so much higher on NBC than on most cable channels, even when an NBC show bombs. Comcast could be in the position to ask for more money than $1 per subscriber to run it on a cable channel. You know what this means? Our cable bill is going to go up. Are you kidding me? Ugh. Final story. And then my head's going to explode. David Flynn. He's all grins right now about the inevitable decimation of the storage industry. Chief tech officer for a company called Fusion, Fusion IO. Flynn thinks he got a flash storage product that will eventually eviscerate and blow up the billion-dollar revenue streams for giants like EMC, Western Digital, and Seagate. He's explaining it right now. And keep in mind, in your lifetime, we went from tape memory backup to hard disk backup. We're going to go to Flash. 
He explains it. The industry's technological battle is now a battle between Newton's law of motion and Moore's law of transistor density. If he's right, the outcome's already decided. And ultimately, traditional storage companies can expect painful years ahead. Newton's law of motion ultimately enumerates how things move in our universe, including the spinning magnetic disks that go into today's hard drives and the actuator arms that read and write to them. These laws are constant, meaning the disks and the arms that access them can only move so freaking fragging fast. Moore's law says the number of transistors on a semiconductor doubles every two years. Transistors are tiny little switches that process computer bits. Ones and zeros, ones and zeros. And today, Intel can cram 1.9 billion transistors onto a nanometer, 32 nanometer chip. That's stunning. And they're likely to continue to do more with less going forward. So ultimately, we're going to flash disks. And that's cool because it's fast. Um, Your phone. See how fast it turns on? It's not reading the hard drive per se. Today's computer processors are 2 million times faster than they were 20 years ago. Disk drive still like a 150-year-old record player. So, big move into Flash. What's that mean to you and me? Be careful owning hard drive companies. Let's go to Kenneth in Oakland. Kenneth? <laughs> How you doing, Rob? I'm okay at best. Good. I'm going to make your day better. How I'm are you, you, you going to make my day better? I'm going to sing you a song that you've requested. You got it? You got it in you? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's see what you got. I want to do both sides. I want to do the kid side and I want to do the man side there. Okay, well, before you start, it starts. It sounds like this to me. Like it, it drones. So hopefully you can sell this. Right, I, I could sound like him. Did you want me to just do him? Do both of them. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This is the best call that I've had in months. Well, there you go. I told you I was going to make your day better. Yeah, okay. it doesn't make my day better, though. I need seven, seven cars for kids. K-R-S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Okay. Yeah, you know they're a sponsor. Right? <laughs> you know they're a sponsor. I'm likely going to lose my job over this. You know how it was for me not to go ahead and break during the course of this? I had to I had to rehearse this since your announcement on the radio. I said, okay, composure, composure. you got to pull this one off. You know what's interesting that you're proving to me right now, uh, Kenneth, <laughs> is you're proving to me without a doubt in my mind that advertising works because you can recite it. And that means you're either listening all the time or it, it's working fast for you. Uh, no, the first one, I listen all the time. And what's funny is that every time this comes on, I call my buddy on the radio and I, uh, on the cell phone, and I play it for him. Oh, he is so furious with me. He doesn't even take my calls anymore. That's pretty funny. So, I like your <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> oh, it's great. Okay. That's, that's it. So, what's my prize? Mm, I got movie tickets to a million tonight. Grand Lake Theater in Oakland. Uh, I'm out in Brentwood. I'm going to be playing golf this afternoon. How about this? Next time uh, we meet, we meet at Grumpy's, and I'll buy you a beer. Okay. Sounds good. So, good stuff. Thanks for the call. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Tomorrow, Dan Rusinowski and the Sharks at 1115. Ooh. I promise to have more content. I promise not to bash the advertisers tomorrow. No. Uh, the Rob Black Show. I hate it when my words come back to haunt me. 
800-345-5639 if you want to wait for 22 hours. Otherwise, I will be back in 22 hours. Have a good day, everybody. Don't forget, you can get a podcast of the show at talk910.com, talk910.com. Coming up, the one, the only, the irrevitable. I don't even know if that's a word. Glenn Beck. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.